0: Welcome to another exciting podcast from Living Faith Church. It's our hope and prayer that today's message will bring you closer and deeper to the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here is our lead pastor, Pastor Dean Hackett. So I have a question, a rhetorical question that I'd like to ask you. Have you ever had an opportunity where you received an incredible blessing from Almighty God in your life? on Sunday only for it to have vanished somewhere maybe the next day or two days down the road and you're going I thought I got blessed where did it go ever been there huh? a, a, a few brave souls raised their hand Okay, <clears throat> the rest of you are going I can't admit that in public why not we've all been there Come on. Amen. We've all been there. And uh, some years ago, thinking about this and and meditating on that in my own life, I asked myself this important question. How did you lose that blessing? Well, can I tell you, you, you can't lose a blessing any more than you can lose your salvation. People have talked about, losing their salvation and yes i know i know we're we're in an an armenian uh congregation and the movement we're a part of is is armenian and i tell people i'm a really good Calvinian. okay now for those of you that are maybe new around christian circles and around christianity you have no idea what that means but let, let me tell you, there's, there's, there's two predominant movements in the Christian faith. One that, that, that says that you can, you can never lose your salvation. The other one that believes you can lose your salvation every other day. Neither one of those are balanced, accurate scripturally. What is scriptural is when Jesus Christ saves you, he anchors you. He says, I put you in the palm of my hand and no man can pluck you out. That means your salvation can't be stolen. That means you can't misplace it somewhere. Okay? And sometimes we feel that way, though. What did I do with that thing? You start looking through the drawers and in the closets. You go, what happened to my... I thought I was saved. And then I forget one time in the... I was in the Air Force uh, for four years during the Vietnam War. And um, I, I, uh, two of the years I was in, so I see, of a warehouse, and another two years I was in, so I see, of uh, this vault where all the classified mail that was under top secret came through through my office. And one day there in the vault, one of our newer guys that came in, a, a two-striper, was... was um, I, I was I was engaged to Wanda, and and he was mocking that and the fact that we both were walking in our purity, and he made a really de- degrading statement about Wanda, having never met her, and um, I punched him out. <laughs> and as he laid there on the floor, he said, "I thought you were saved." I said, "Yeah, I thought I was too." <laughs> Did I lose my salvation somewhere? No. 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 And you don't lose blessings either. Now, here, stay with me. But you can choose to walk away from your inheritance. Yes. Amen. You can choose to renounce your adoption. You can choose to walk away from your walk with the Lord. Come on. Yes. Now, you're stupid as can be if you do that. And there's been some times when some of us have been pretty stupid, including moi. But uh, dear ones, you can't lose your blessing, but you can walk away from it. And and by and large, we don't do that. But we go. Where did that go? I was so blessed yesterday. Have you had those mornings where you you get up and you're singing to the Lord, and it's good, and you have a little dance with Jesus, and it's good, and and guys, you're just you're just going, good day, man. I just feel God. This is a good day, good day. All right, good day. Then noon comes, and someone on the job gets in your face, or the supervisor shows up, and the supervisor hadn't had their coffee that morning, and is terrible, and and all that good feeling. Are you tracking with me? Okay. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all been there. It's not that you lose it, but the enemy does try to steal it. And there are times when we make a poor choice and we walk away from it because we choose to to walk into a darkness, we choose to walk into an inappropriate situation, we choose to behavior that will quench that blessing that will grieve the spirit that blessed us. Are you tracking with me? What do you do i want to I want to share just a moment with some of our dear ones that received the baptism of the holy spirit last week and we've had we've had 25 people since january 1 receive the baptism of the holy spirit in our church family isn't that awesome i want to i want to speak to those that were seeking it and and maybe you didn't receive it last week and of course, on the heels of that, when you're seeking the Lord so sincerely and genuinely, and, and you don't feel like you received it, and the enemy will just come in and go, see there, you're not good enough. See there, God doesn't want to give that to you. See there, you can't have that. And the enemy starts talking to us. Come on, amen? As as if, as if he, we just somehow have to earn God's gifts. We have to get good enough to receive God's gifts. That's just not possible. Amen? Amen. I mean, it's all by grace. No, we don't deserve it. And no, we can't earn it. But yes, God gives us his gift of salvation. And yes, God gives us his gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit as an absolute free gift. And when we come seeking and and maybe we, we didn't receive it as we wanted to at that moment, what do you do with that? Do you remember the parable Jesus talked about that there was this man who discovered there was a treasure in this field. And he went and sold everything he had and he went and bought that field. Remember? Because the treasure was so great. And Jesus said these words, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto. And I just want to remind you The baptism of the Holy Spirit is one of those treasures in that field. And it is worth everything. Give everything up to get that treasure. Give everything to get that treasure. Just as you did to receive the salvation of Lord. I give everything, Lord. Oh, God, I don't want to live this way anymore. Jesus, save me. Fill my life with your presence, Jesus. And you gave him everything. Amen? And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is just as great a treasure. And that's why Jesus said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And, and <laughs> we... I'm sorry, I just feel so much Jesus right now. Would you lift your hands and just... Oh, Lord, your presence is here so strong. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, mighty God. Amen, Lord. Jesus said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth, as the Scripture has said... Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, to really get the picture he's talking about, okay, the the Columbia River starts up in Canada, and it starts coming down south, and the Spokane River flows into it. And then there's some others that flow into it. It gets here at the Big Bend, and the the Snake River comes into it, and it comes by here, and the Umatilla, and then the John Day, and it keeps going, and the Sandy flows into it, and, and then the Willamette. And by the time the Columbia River gets out to Astoria, it is this massive, and the mouth of the Columbia River is the most dangerous body of water in the world. There are over 200 vessels at the bottom of the mouth of the Columbia. This massive. And God is saying to you and I, man, when you thirst after me, and you thirst for me with all your heart, and and you believe that this treasure is worth everything, I want you to know, out of your belly is going to flow Rivers is going to come a Columbia River out of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And and what's he talking about? Well, well, well John well, John was a parenthetical thought in there, and he said, Thus spake he of the Holy Spirit, which was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now it's interesting because Jesus at one point said to them. He breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. And then at the same time, when he was ascending back to heaven, he said, now you wait till you receive the promise of the Father. And we talked last week, we discovered last week that there are two wonderful works of God's grace. The work of salvation where Holy Spirit comes and lives in us and in the baptism of the Holy Spirit whereby we go into Holy Spirit and he saturates us like a garment being dyed. In a vat of dye. They dip it in there and they lift it out. And every fiber of that garment is covered with that dye. And we are dipped into the Holy Spirit. And he saturates our whole being. So he not only lives in us. But now we're clothed with him. As Jesus said in Luke twenty-four forty-nine. This treasure is worth everything. And I want to remind you of a scripture. Go with me now to the next slide. In the Gospel of Luke. Chapter 11. Verses. uh, I can't remember now the verses. 9 to 13. Thank you very much. Where Jesus said. Ask. And shall be given you. Seek. And you shall find. Knock it shall be opened unto you. For to everyone that asketh, receiveth. To him that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. For if you, in, in Matthew, he says, if you being earthly fathers. Here in Luke, he says, if you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Listen, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Now, I want, to, I want to give you a little nugget. Those of you that are still seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit, a little nugget. In the Greek grammar here, it says, For to him that keeps on asking, he'll receive. To him that keeps on seeking, he will find. To him that keeps on knocking, it will be opened. And so don't give up keep seeking. God is not denying you the gift. You don't have to earn the gift. Just keep seeking. It's there. He will give you that wonderful gift. Now let me speak to those who received the gift last week. How many of you were challenged through the week? How many of you heard these words? You didn't really receive. That wasn't really God. That wasn't really Holy Spirit isn't it interesting you never heard those words until you received the gift it's kind of like you never did hear anybody say to you you know you're not really saved until you got saved then all of a sudden it started showing up quite often in your thoughts am I really saved does Jesus really live in me it didn't show up there before. It was afterwards. It's like now. You received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You spoke in, in, in another language, in a heavenly language. You got your spiritual language. But now these words are coming. You know, that's not really God. You know, that's just gibberish you're talking about. That's not really works. You didn't hear that before. Not one time in your life, you ever heard anybody say, you know, that's just gibberish. That wasn't really God. And now it's it's showing up all the time. It's because the enemy is trying to steal what God gave to you. He's trying to rob you of what God has given to you. And I want to encourage you. Almighty God wants to take you deeper than you've ever been before. He wants to take you higher in the things of God than you've ever been before. And you receive that precious gift of the Holy Spirit. and and that's why in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 the apostle Paul tells us he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself and then he says this I wish all of you spoke in tongues and he ends that wonderful chapter by saying this do not forbid speaking in tongues do you know why? Because God wants to give you that gift and he gives you that gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues because in that heavenly language is where you find a supernatural resource of joy, a supernatural resource of peace, a supernatural resource of strength to walk through every difficult situation you have. Every one of us go through hard places. How do you get that supernatural? supernatural strength to stand when the enemy is attacking you. How do you get that supernatural strength to walk through those hard, difficult places? It comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. And the apostle Paul said, you build yourself up in the Holy Spirit as you pray and worship in your spiritual language. It is a supernatural resource that God gives to you because he wants you to live a supernatural kind of life. So let me just encourage you, every day, pray in your spiritual language. And when the enemy tries to tell you that's not really God, you say, listen to this. And just speak to him in your spiritual language. Just chase him away. Don't let it abide there. Amen? Amen. Do you remember remember three weeks ago? We made an amazing discovery in Ephesians chapter 3. Where he said, he said that you may know the height and the depth, and the length, and the breadth of the love of God. And we talked about how God wants to extend us. It's what what Jabez prayed for. God, bless me indeed. Enlarge my borders. May your hand be upon me. May I not cause pain. It is enlarging our life every day to to a width that we never dreamed we could live, to a length that we never imagined we could stretch our life, to a height we never dreamed we could soar. We can mount up with wings as eagles. We can run and not be weary. Even at 82, Don, you can run and not be weary. Amen? Amen? Come on and we can go to depths our roots can go to depths in the lord that anchor us there i'm going to have to teach you sometime from the scriptures that say this that you might not stumble there are multiple places that god says we can live our life and not stumble because we're so anchored we're so rooted we are so solid and our roots go so deep. Well, how do you do that? How do you do that? It's the choices you make, dear ones. It's the choices you make. It's the choices you make. We win or lose by the way we choose. And we've talked about choosing joy over pain. That when you are in your most severe pain, you choose to not let pain determine your life, but the joy of the Lord and who you are in Jesus Christ. That, that when you make mistakes and, and when you fall flat on your face, when you have those moments of failure, failure is not an identity. It's an event When you fail, you choose to get up and you refuse to live in the rubble of your mistake. You refuse to live in your failure. You choose to get up and go on in Jesus because you are strengthened by his might in the inner man, in the inner woman. Choose. You choose to know that yes, there are absolute rights and absolute wrongs. Yes, there is, there is absolute truth. And I would choose to live by that truth and not by the deception and not by the crazy tolerance and political correctness of this generation. I will not live by postmodern relativity. I will choose to believe God gave to me a body of absolute truth and it's called the Holy Bible and it is the textbook for life and I can go there and I can learn those things that will establish me. Amen. Amen. I choose to live by wisdom. I choose to live by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I choose to live by faith. That is the substance that holds it all together. Faith. Faith. What in the world is faith? Well, let me give to you the scripture. That maybe many of you know. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Please say that to me in English, Dean. Okay. Faith is confident assurance in what you cannot see. You ever thought about how crazy it is to talk and sing to something you can't see? like it's like the little girl that daddy every night would tuck her in and pray for her and give her a kiss and and then on his way out go have a good night's sleep jesus is with you dear and this one night after he tucked her in and a few minutes later she called daddy he came in and tucked her in again and prayed with her again said now jesus is with you dear and out he went a little bit daddy and he went back in and tucked her in again and prayed for her and blessed her and then said now Jesus is with you and she caught his hand and she said daddy I want someone with skin on them. (laughs) (laughs) Ever been there? And you feel like I'm, I'm talking to this invisible but is it really hearing me? And every one of us go through winter seasons where we don't feel anything. And where we're reading the Word and we're reading words and we're not feeling anything. We all go through winter seasons. Do you you understand what winter season is for? See, winter season has two really important purposes. First of all, it's the time when you can prune and it won't damage. In fact, it'll cause more fruit in the spring and in the summer. It's also that time where the snow banks build up because those snow banks building up are gonna water the seed that is deep in the soil that can't be seen because there's so much snow piling on top. And you look at the winter and you go, This is so horrible. Everything is dead and, and it, it just it just seems like nothing, there's no life, and it looks horrible. But then April comes. May and the sun starts shining and the snow melts. And the ground gets moist. And you look, and up pops life. And new buds are on the trees. And those buds turn to peaches and apricots, cherries. And the wonderful roses bloom out again. Oh, I had one. I had taken Wanda yesterday. One of my Abraham Lincolns. It just smelled just cold. Man. You just love it, don't you? Yeah. But there would be no peaches, no apricots. There would be no beautiful Abraham Lincolns if there wasn't winter. Yeah. Amen. That's right. You gotta have winter. You gotta have the snow. I have those seasons when you can't feel them. And you can't see him. But I know he's there. Amen. Amen. Faith. Faith. But pastor, there's just some things that don't make sense. I know. Would you please explain it to me? I can't. If I could explain my God, he's way too little. If this little tiny mind can explain him, you're in deep trouble. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Amen. Of course there's things we don't understand about him. Explain the Trinity. Are you kidding? That's like asking me, would you please explain to me how the sun shines? I don't know. I'm just glad it does. Because it makes really nice days of golf. (laughs) I can't explain that. I can't explain the universes. I mean, look at the things that Hubble finds out there. There's a cross out there in space that God put out there that no one knew was there until Hubble shined and God wanted everyone to know, I'm here also. I made it. Explain that. We can't. We can't. But we know God. Because faith is an absolute confident assurance that what I cannot see, He is there. And he made these promises. He gave to us in the Holy Bible these amazing promises. And they are as certain, they are more certain than anything you can touch and feel because they are forever, forever, O oh Lord. Thy word is settled in the heavens. Come on, give him a praise. So, how do you get faith? There are two ways to get faith. Romans chapter 12, verse 4 says that God has given to every man the measure of faith. We are born with a faith in our heart. Ever heard a little child? You know, little children have no question about whether it's God or not, unless adults start messing with their mind. Yeah. If adults start messing with their mind, they mess that, may mess that up. But every little child is born with just this God faith in them. There's God. There's God. Everyone, all of us know there has to be God. I mean, just, have you, ever, have you ever watched one of your children be born or one of your grandchildren be born? And you just watch that miracle of that life coming out. And you know, God wove that child in the womb. God gives us the gift of faith. But there's another thing. It's found in Romans chapter 10. The apostle Paul said that that we believe in Jesus Christ. And then he says this. He says, but how are they going to believe if no one takes them the message? Blessed are the feet of those who bring good news. And then he says, and faith... Comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it's interesting because in that passage, the the word, the Greek word most often used for word of God is logos, which means the word God has given to us. But here it's the Greek word hrema, and it means the speaking word, the word that is speaking presently. And what he's saying is, his faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word speaking to us the word speaking to us and so it's those times when you're reading it used to be when you were reading you opened the book and you read it but now you turn on your iPhone or your iPad or whatever and you read the word and and as you're reading the word it jumps off the page at you it jumps off the screen and it just speaks to you and that's the speaking word of God that's the haremah word of God and faith grabs your heart come on amen faith grabs your heart But now there's another way for that faith to grab your heart. And that is when you're consistently, each and every day, you're in the Word of God. And and maybe you're reading it from cover to cover. Or maybe you're reading in the historical books or maybe you're reading the writings of the New Testament or maybe you're reading about Moses or you're reading about someone else and and you're studying the word but you're digging it you're studying it and you're putting the word in your heart and as you put the word in your heart you are strengthening your faith and watch what happens you reach a hard place you reach an attack the enemy comes against you a tragedy happens some bad news comes to you and at that moment, that word that you have been hiding in your heart suddenly comes out and you trust. Amen. 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 Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways by giving heed unto your word? Oh, how I love your law! It's my meditation all the day long. It makes me wiser than my enemies. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in it doth he meditate day and night. That man shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in its season, and its leaves shall not wither. Amen. Faith. So James said these words to us. He said, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have her perfect work in you, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. you ever thought about that trial you've been going through is the very thing that's going to give you completeness and fullness in your life? I've had people say, I don't pray for patience because you know what comes. It's interesting because Scripture says just the opposite. Scripture says good things comes from patience. It'll make you complete. But do I dare ask you how you learned to ride a bike? Did anyone learn to ride a bike without bruises? Of course not. How did you learn anything? By failing and getting up and failing? Come on, right? And, and and God says, what will make you complete is by going through things that will require perseverance on your part. And can I say this? It doesn't mean that, okay, God, I'm going to endure this. And you're leaving skid marks all the way down the road. Actually, Actually, in the Greek, it means to joyfully endure. To joyfully go through it. By choosing joy. Come on. Choosing joy, going through it. But he didn't stop there because he also said that if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. So when you're going through those times of trials, when, you're, when it's requiring perseverance, you ask for wisdom. You choose wisdom from above, not wisdom of the earth. You choose wisdom from above, amen? Like, like we talked about. But here's the other thing, though. He said, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven by the wind and tossed. Let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And so those times when you're feeling unstable, it's because your faith is wavering. Come on, get it anchored, child. Come on, get it anchored. What, What the Word of God said to us today... Come on, when you're wavering, get in the fellowship. That's not the time to stay home. Get in the fellowship. Get around saints. Get with a saint who can encourage you. Listen, let me tell you, when you're wavering, get coffee with Reagan. Amen. <laughs> Most positive man on planet earth. <laughs> and he'll give you a little piece of paper. Come on. Amen. And on that piece of paper, is going to be a word that will lift your faith. Yes. Come on. Amen. Come on. Get with the saints when you're wavering. When you're wavering, get in the word. Let the word speak to you. When you're wavering, start worshiping. Let Holy Spirit flow over you. Come on. Pray in your spiritual language. Come on. It'll strengthen you. It'll strengthen you. Build your faith. Build your faith because you can win even through this. You win or lose by the way you choose. Amen? We are so blessed that you join us online today. For more resources on how you can grow your relationship with Jesus Christ, visit us online at www.winacity.com. If you would like to speak with someone about your relationship with Jesus Christ or would like prayer, you can contact us at 541-567-4486 or email us at info at winacity.com.